Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Today's show is sponsored by our presenting sponsor, CuffLinks.com. The men's accessories marketplace. Head on over to CuffLinks.com slash DVR today and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order. They've got tons of stuff over there, whether it's gift set boxes. They've got Marvel ones. I'm looking right now. Captain America shields, baby. They have style from a galaxy far, far away. Star Wars, Game of Thrones, any of the geeky stuff. And of course, the classic styles that you've grown to love. And you, the listener, will be rewarded because we're going to be doing some giveaways this season. So stay tuned. Go over to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. Welcome back to Daily DVR. My name is Axel, and of course, you can find out more about us at DVRpodcast.com. I'd like to start out the show with a shout-out to our wonderful patrons. Thank you so much. Love to you all. You can join us, of course, at Patreon.com slash DVR, and I'd suggest you do so because Mindhunter is coming back. Heath and I have already recorded three of the final five episodes of Season 2, And those episodes will be dropping first way early on the Patreon. So that whole season is going to be up on the Patreon before we even put it on the regular feed. I hope that does get people to come on in, join the Patreon, and give Daddy some moolah, as they like to say. But we have a great show today. We have a great guest, of course. Uh, My guest today is Michael Aaron, the host of One Mike. You can check him out on YouTube. I'm going to put the links in the show notes. He talks about TV and film. He also talks about UFC, right? So you tell us, Mike. Yeah. um, So the whole concept and the idea behind One Mike was that um, I wanted something to where, you know, if somebody's going, hey, I just finished binging Breaking Bad. What should I watch next? I want to have content out there to to let people know, like, okay, this is the thing that I think is good. This is the thing that I think is bad. And the idea is like, if you if you think my opinions are are worth listening to, then you can use my my channel to decide. Okay, what's that next thing I want to watch? What's the next? What's the thing that I thought I wanted to watch that I should avoid? So um, I cover TV, I cover movies, and then I also just kind of do like a fight talk thing weekly, where I cover whatever uh, UFC event happened that past weekend, or if there was like a big boxing fight, I'll probably talk about that too. And it, it they're all kind of brief episodes, somewhere I will say average about fifteen minutes, so no, nothing too long. Um, and then there's an audio uh, podcast version of it as well. It's the exact same, exact same content. That's awesome, dude. Well, I've been really enjoying it. I've even listened to your fight stuff because I don't. I I was into boxing back in the day, but I don't really. I've been. I've tried to watch some UFC and MMA type stuff. 
it's just a whole different world. I think we've talked about it, it before, is. but I, I'm, I, I, you know, I wanted to be interested. So I listened to you talk about it. It's fun. I think you got a great show. And today we're going to have a great show. We're going to be talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is kind of a companion pod to a show I did with Justin Thomas after the first episode of WandaVision. And Mike, of course, covered all of WandaVision. And I have just really gotten into the MCU lately, which is kind of a, it's kind of been like a staged progression for me. And I'll get into that, kind of my Marvel journey. But before we do that, I'd like to hear from you, Mike. I'd like to know about your Marvel journey, like starting from a kid, like were you really into the comics? Because I know I wanted to have you on because you have such a passion for this stuff. And I love the way you talked about WandaVision because I thought that, it, I don't know, man, it just, it seems to touch you in a way that means something and it's important to you. And I think to, in today's day and age, there's a lot of people arguing about the, the business side of the superhero movies and they lose sight of the pure joy of experiencing cinema and uh, sorry, Martin Scorsese. I said cinema. Um, <laughs> even though I love you, Marty, you're the best. Yeah, but, um, you know, that's what it's about. And that's why I like I like to have you on. Not only are you awesome, but I think you have really like it kind of touches your soul when you talk about <laughs> this stuff, man. It really does. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel that I feel that passion about any kind of television and movies like it's just I, I it's just something that I was passionate about from the age of like six years old just like just wanting to watch uh movies that i wasn't old enough to watch so it's it's something that's always been a thing that's been important to me but um specifically as it pertains to marvel or, or comic books in general um my my fandom goes back to about that same point too uh my father was a big 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 comic book guy um he had comics from like hey he's i've got spider-man number one and like he had you know all that old shit from like the 50s and 60s and whatnot and so of course you know if you have a a parent who's into something like that that heavily of course your your kid is going to naturally get into it as well so that became a thing for us uh we would constantly go to the comic book store uh we would you know get the latest issues of the things that we read which generally uh, it was it always, you know, what I wanted always mirrored what my father liked. So we were heavy into X-Men stuff, X-Men, okay. X-Factor, X-Force, whatever. Yes. Um, we, we were heavy into that stuff. Um, that, that was the bulk of what we got was like all the different, uh, variations of X-Men. And then, you know, your standard, uh, you know, Batman, uh, was always a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, Spider-Man was always a big one. And, you know, through that, you know, I became a big, big collector. I had a shit ton of comics, man, just just boxes and boxes full. And and that's tra- it's transitioned into adulthood. I got out of actually reading the comics, but it was more of like, you know, once you become an adult, you, you, time becomes a factor. You know, I don't have as much time to just sit around and read like if I, I wish I did, but I don't read books. I don't read shit. I just don't have time. But um, I got out of it. I got back into it briefly when D.C., uh, rebooted for the 87th time and they did the they uh, it was called rebirth and this was probably yeah, I, I don't know that. two three years ago something like mm-hmm. that um, i started buying them again uh certain ones that i knew i liked like you know like the flash um and yeah i was reading them as best i could but 
again, it became one of those things where it's like, hey, I'm now I'm buying them every week or every two weeks out of habit and I'm not reading them. So I, I just had to stop. Yeah. They so get like expensive. That, that's, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, especially as, as yeah. they add more and yeah. you, you want to get into those. Now it's like, okay, now every Wednesday I got to pick up five, six different books. I'm like, you know, yeah. it gets, it gets a little crazy. And that's, and that's generally my, uh, my history as far as like how I got into like, the films and television and, and, and the, the film and television, the MCU stuff that just came organically out of like, Oh wow. Now there's uh you know, Hey, there's an Iron Man yeah, movie. Let me check it out. Doing it, and right? yeah. yeah. And, and then as they continue to do them and they got, uh, they took it seriously. It wasn't just some like, Hey, let's just put up, put out some shit with Tony Stark. And it's like, they, they took it seriously. They had a long-term plan. Um, you know, the films were good by and large. So uh, yeah. And then it just kind of went from there. That's awesome. And you, and how old are you? 39. You're 39. Okay. I'm 40. I'm going to be 47. I'm 46. I don't want to jump the gun. I keep on saying <laughs> I just I'm, turned 39. Oh, so. happy birthday. Well, not that close, but January, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I probably said happy birthday already and forgot. <laughs> probably. Uh, so is life. Um, that's awesome. That's a cool story, man. So that's something that you shared with your father. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have that experience. My dad was not, I mean, comic books were on his radar. Of course, he grew up in New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? Like he, um, I'm not that much older than you. So obviously both our fathers were alive when comic books that were a bit younger when comic books were popular, you know, they're probably roughly within 10 years or so of each other. And, um, he was really more into baseball and baseball cards and stuff, but I my got, dad was equal into both. Okay. See my dad, <laughs> he didn't really get that much into comics because I think he was also had a childhood that was much more like real. I get, I don't know how to say it, man. Let's just say this. If you've seen the beginning of, of um, Goodfellas, that was like my dad's childhood. So he had a little bit of a different life growing up you know he was gotcha. a, he was like running book and stuff and ho- or yeah. betting on horses not looking at comics <laughs> that's um, wild but uh i love comics and but i was mostly a dc fan i loved uh batman the most i have every single batman issue for like 10 years i loved when you know i remember when michael keaton batman came out and i was like oh my god i was collecting the comic you know and i was so excited um, and I never really got too into Marvel. I, I read them all. And when you're a comic fan, you know, you end up picking them up and there's crossovers and such. And there were certain Marvel characters I enjoyed, but I was never as into Marvel at, as DC. And it was because I thought DC was kind of more serious, more dark, more cool. You know, like Batman was, that was a, the same. Yeah. That was right. The same way. Batman was being. pretty much the only Marvel that I really got But into. I liked Most X-Men. Of my shit was DC. But X-Men had that thing where there was so much social and cultural stuff right on the very tip of it, not like a lot of this superhero stuff where you have to go down a little bit deeper. You know, mm-hmm. with X-Men, they were right away trying to make laws to ban them and you know what I'm saying? So it was it was like real life a little. I felt that it had a little grittier. Um but I fell off. So I stopped and it had been, by the time these movies started, it had been a good, gosh, I don't know, 
25, 20 years since I had like read comics or been into comics. So I kept up with stories because I'm a, a geeky type of individual. But a lot of this stuff that happened after, say, the end of the 90s, maybe it was only 10 years because these movies started a little bit earlier than I'm given credit for. Um, and I had a real hard time when these movies came out, man. You know, I talked a little bit about it before. My background is uh, I went to college and went for film studies and English. And my English was really that I loved film and journalism. I was kind of a film and still maintain a little bit today. I'm a bit of a film snob. You know what I'm saying? Like the foreign directors, the silent film. Like I came up watching that shit and studying we're, we're, it. You we're know? so similar. And I went to college for film studies too. Yeah. You know, so I, I, but I, I mean, I caught a little bit, I think snobby with these movies. And when they came out, I was kind of like, they're the same Martin Scorsese type of thing, you know, the business side of it. It's all they make. They're, they're taking over everything. There's no mid-level dramatic films anymore. And I kind of blame these movies for it. Long story short, I got over that bullshit because I think it is bullshit. And I think one day Martin Scorsese will remember the days when he enjoyed like a Western or something. You know what I mean? You can't blame the genre for the business. We do have an issue with blockbusters, but I don't really think that you can blame the stories of Marvel for that issue. That's an economic issue, a business issue. That's a different subject. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm sure you'd agree that there's problems with with Hollywood, the way movies are made, the cost, the fact that it has to be $300 million, you know, like this is not good for filmmakers, you know? Um, but that doesn't make, doesn't mean that they haven't done an absolutely incredible job with these movies. And from actually talking to you about the DC TV shows, um, and he, and seeing you on Facebook, watching with your son, this was a couple of years ago, right? It got me mm-hmm. back into it and you help open my eyes and other people too, to be a little less prejudiced against these movies, a little, you know, and kind of open my heart to them. I got to admit the first time I watched all of them, I don't know that I was fully paying attention, <laughs> right? Cause I thought it doesn't matter who cares, right? The guy in the suit said something to the other guy in the tights. It it doesn't, it's not going to pan out to anything. Now going back, I'm seeing all the connections and the way that they built this over the period of time. And I'm really more and more impressed after WandaVision. I'm more and more impressed. And, uh, I just really am pretty excited to kind of talk about what you think, where they're headed, some of the choices they've made, um, because I no longer really have that attitude of anything negative associated towards these films. And I'm still maintain my film snobbery. Okay. I love Kurosawa. Okay. 
Did you see yeah. how much Kurosawa stuffs on HBO Max? I know. Yeah, it's a ton. It's great. The criteria. Yeah, they got like five yeah. or six, five or six of his films on there. Yeah, I was there, like, holy shit. There's a lot of great. HBO Max is my favorite. That's a great streaming service. It man. really is. It has a really lot, a lot of depth to it. You know, way um, more than I thought. And they have a lot of Criterion stuff. You know, and I maintain mm-hmm. you can like both of these things. You, can. you know this, and this is one of the things. So much of the talk is. It on in film Twitter or film whatever is people making fun of these films when I think that they're really missing out on a lot of the great work they've done. And one thing I'd like to ask you is, um, I I've I've kind of struggled to to see to think in my mind how to classify the films, the sagas, how they how they compare to the comics. So when you see, when you're watching like Ant-Man, right? Does it in your mind, are you watching? Like, are you looking at a comic book? Are you looking at a story told over five or six comic books? Like how in your mind do you, do you, does it translate? from the comic world to the film world and what do you how do you think they've done that i I don't know if this is gonna completely answer your question but uh my approach toward watching them is i i I try to disassociate them from the comics as best i can um i don't because i feel like it it creates a, a a perception of what i what i feel like i want to see like i don't want to go in there and be like okay this is you know captain america three uh, I sure would like to see blank or I'd like to see this, or I wonder if they do this story. Right. It's like, you know, I, I have uh, a little bit of that. Like, you know, when I, when we, we learned in advance that the third Captain America was going to be based on the civil war story. But for, for me, I entered that movie, not looking for certain aspects of the civil war story. Mm-hmm. I went in just going like, okay, I know generally what this is going to be about, but I'm going to let the Russo brothers tell me the story that they want to tell me. And I approach every single one of these movies like that. I try to go in with this little, uh, little desire to see the comic books on the screen as possible. And I just hope that they give me something that makes, makes it feel genuine without being stupid. You know, (laughs) like I want to be a good movie, (laughs) but I want to, I want to look at it and be like, Oh, that this feels like, ant-man or this feels like spider-man you know that that but i don't i try to dis- disassociate them from the comics as best as i can other than that in that way that is really interesting because one of the things i'm learning from having known so many of these stories but like i said when they do something in batman right so when they bring Raza ghoul or his daughter or bane or whatever in, into the batman movies right i can say oh okay I read that story, right? I remember this and I see the way that they're spinning it. You know what I'm saying? Um, or remixing is the word people like to use, right? How they're remixing it. Mm-hmm. I don't remember as concretely with the Avengers and Marvel stuff. I also think there was a lot more of it in the Marvel universe than there was in DC. Like there was many Batman comics where he was a detective. You know, and it wasn't. I, I miss that. Yeah, I miss right? that. <laughs> when it wasn't yeah. a mythological deep Raza, like his kid is blah blah blah. It was just fucking Batman being the smartest guy in the world, 
And in Marvel, they did always tend to do this acid trip shit where everybody's coming like you're like are they an alien superhero god what the fuck is go right i kind of lost tip with it so i've appreciated the way people accept the remix in marvel and you don't it's not game of thrones style where people are like what did you fucking do to ramsey or sansa or blog but like this in the book and you're like it's not the fucking book it's a movie shut up and go read the book then you know like i understand you love it it's great and and that's what i wanted to avoid i don't like i don't i don't i don't even like to hear that like oh it's not like like the book and and that's really just a a person's way of showcasing that they've read the book and you have exactly and like that kind of uh or that they have purity they have a purity test it must achieve exactly Yeah. And I don't, I, since I don't like to hear that, I don't want to do it. So like, it it makes me, it, it forces me to, to enter in without those expectations. The only time I, I I will uh, go back and refer to something from a, from the comic is if they make what I think is like an incredibly bad decision. And I don't even know if I've seen that off Mm -hmm. the top of my head, where it's something like you take something that's like already established as being awesome and then fuck it up. Like, I I feel like they kind of did, they kind of did that with the Killing Joke movie that they did. Um, that's the only one where I kind of go like, you probably should have just stuck with the book because you try, you threw some extra shit in there and not a single person liked it and it, it just didn't work as well. But, and that's like the only example I can think of where um, I, I put on my comic snob hat and was like, it's not like the book. But you know, I, but I, I try not to do that because I don't like to hear it. Yeah, and it's harder. I think especially with with Marvel – it's a lot harder because so many of the characters have died, been reborn. It's, it's, it's like a soap opera. So, you know, if someone's going to say, Oh, they ruined it this way, then you can always say, well, look, you know, they're actually leaving room. I'll give you an example. Um, in WandaVision, one of the things that people were most, most upset with, I felt, or kind of disappointed with was that, Pietro or fake Pietro, however you say that, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, who was played by Evan Peters, who played Pietro in the Sony X-Men movies, not in the Marvel Cinematic. In the Marvel Cinematic was Aaron Taylor Johnson, who, by the way, is married to the director. Do you know that? Um, Director of what? Uh, her no, uh, her name is something Taylor Johnson. I can't remember, but she's like thirty years older than him. There, it's a very what? interesting story. Yeah, they met on a movie. You should read up on it. He's that's yeah, a really, yeah. it's a cool story actually. Huh. Um, but people were disappointed because it turned out he's not actually Pietro. He's some dude named Boner. And as you said in your videos, they they did this all for a boner joke. And there's a bunch of people who I listen to talk about. I just didn't care. Yeah, you didn't care. But I thought this. See, this is what I'm thinking, right? Even though that is a boner joke, because you have the multiverse, because you're dealing with gods and space and infinity gem, they can do whatever the fuck they want. So the mm-hmm. fact that this guy is not is boner on our earth does not mean he's not Pietro on another earth. And the fact that Wanda recognized him when she opened the door and when he said, I'm your brother, she accepted him as her brother. Somewhere down deep, she knew in the multiverse that was her brother on, an, on another earth, right? 
mm-hmm. because the past, the present, the future are one in the multiverse. You know what I'm saying, dude? You're talking about yeah. right in like the the what do they what is the Ant Man thing? The uh, quantum realm, quantum realm, of course. So I thought that that was kind of fun, and it led me to have a bit of a chuckle because so many people were disappointed, but in actuality. I wasn't disappointed because I thought that was actually confirmation that of the multiverse and that she was in connection to it because this guy happened to be in that town, right? That's why she chose that town because her brother's multiverse clone lived in it. That's why she went to, I I didn't consider that, but that's, that's, that's pretty good. I thought of that once at the, in the, in the, um, the second, uh, the end credit scene. Uh, did did you watch the yes, end credits? Yeah. Edit end credit scenes. Yeah, when she's um doing the astral projection like Doctor Strange, you can hear the boys' vo- voices. Yeah, that was the same thing I thought. I was like, oh, okay, this is just confirmation that the multiverse is still on. It's still on the table. Definitely. Oh, and, and, of and course. That's and that's, and that's fine. That's really all I needed. I didn't yeah. think of the thing that you mentioned about her recognizing him and stuff, though. Like that's that's uh that's pretty good. That's yeah. kind of fun. And that, by the way, that was Westview, New Jersey, and I grew up to Westfield, New Jersey. That was the town next to Springfield, Westfield. That is actually a town in New Jersey. Is Westview a real town? No, but Westfield oh, okay. is a real town, though. And okay. it's it's about, it would be, I don't know. They didn't really say how far they were outside of Manhattan, but if they're about 20 minutes outside of Manhattan, 25, that would be Westfield. Oh. Um, it, it, Westfield does not look anything like that town, though it is a <laughs> kind of very, very like picturesque kind of town it's a nice town but um so anyway i i enjoy the fact that i wanted to comment on having been out of this dialogue for a while i appreciate the fact that many of the fans like yourself and the people who read the comics and who are watching these movies are very open to these remixes and the way that they move shit around um and i thought that wandavision did a great job for me of exploiting that with this new multiverse and how they're going to play with all this stuff. And I'm pretty excited about it, man. Um, I, I generally was not, I was a little bit, were you that excited? Like after uh spoiler alert, you know, Iron Man and Captain America gone, did you feel a little bit let down? Like, what are they going to do next? What's all this? Like the, what is it? The Eternals or, yeah. Right? Or the were you excited about this or how are you feeling they, about this next stage? They they built up 20 some odd films of uh of respect from out of me. So like I I I didn't feel any kind of way about losing I aside from the fact that I thought Robert Downey Jr was great, I thought Chris Evans was great and if they don't come back, that's that's fine with me as well. But I have I have faith in what they're doing now. So like it because I, I think the, the the turning point for me was Guardians of the Galaxy. I, I I looked at Guardians of the Galaxy and I was like, I don't know about this because that was something that I was unfamiliar with as a fan. I feel like that must have come around after I stopped reading comics or something. I didn't know I'd never heard of Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't know shit about them. I saw the trailer. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like I, I don't know about it. And Guardians of the Galaxy is is probably in most people's top five or ten out of the the MCU films. Like they they nailed it. And so, like, at that point, I was kind of just like, you know, I'm going to trust their judgment as far as what they think I should see or or what they think I will be entertained by. So, like, even though 
um, I'm not sitting here like, oh, man, I was really hoping for an Eternals movie. And they're like, oh, we're going to do the Eternals. Yes. <laughs> like, I wasn't thinking about that. Like, and even after announcing it, I'm not like, oh, the Eternals. Yes. I I, 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 I don't care. I'm just like, I, I at this point, I pretty much fully trust them to make the right decisions on what films they want to make, who they want to cast, who they want to have be their directors. You know, because there's been plenty of times where I've looked at some of these decisions and thought, I don't know about this one. And they, yeah. by and large, pull it off. So um, I'm, I'm excited uh, just to to see what they do now, because the Infinity Saga was such a huge undertaking. And I think, you know, by by most accounts, they fucking crushed it. Yeah. So like, OK, now that you've done that, where do you go from here? Now you can bring in uh, these these Fox x-men properties or you know all, all these other characters that they weren't able to use during the infinity saga they can interject that you can get uh bigger villains like thanos you know like th- there's so much potential and now with wandavision they've proven themselves to be even more ambitious than i thought like that was an ambitious undertaking for a uh nine episode television show that you're going to plop down in between your uh, your your first saga and whatever you plan on doing next. You know, I looked at that on paper, you know, just like, a, a, why are they making a show about Wanda and Vision? And why are they giving it such a shitty name? But like, you know, now it's it's coming out of that. It's like, this was really, uh, this is pretty courageous uh, of, a, of a television show to make. And if they're going to put that kind of effort into their television shows, it, it, you can't help but be excited because now, now we're going to look at it like we're going to get probably really good movies and really good television shows for like characters that maybe we might not, yeah. you know, have expected to see in movies. Like they're doing a moon Knight television show. Like I'm looking forward to that. So I'm like, Oscar you know, Isaac like, man. And, and yeah. Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Great. So I'm like, yeah. they're, they're not playing around. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't help but be excited. I, I really agree with your sentiment so much. You know, like I said, I did, I was snobbish towards these films and there, there's many hours of audio of me going off or making fun of these things. And I will just say it again. I was fucking wrong. I was wrong. And I love, I do love being wrong because when you're wrong, it gives you an opportunity to get this joyous feeling of being happy and enjoying something that you never thought you would. And that's the way I feel. I mean, I, in the last month, because of WandaVision, I rewatched almost all the sh- movies, both of the Guardians of the Galaxy, both of the Infinity Wars, Ant-Man, Doctor Strange, Ragnarok. I went back to the original Captain America and I opened myself up and really saw the way that they plotted this out. And to me, I really think that when you put Marvel against DC and you see two distinct ways of going about, which is an auteur driven, which I prefer way, which is what DC did. We're going to give a property to a person and let them create. Okay. Yeah. And what Marvel did, which is no, we are making, we are creating a factory where we make these movies and they have similar tone. They have similar effects, looks, camera angles, everything that unites them, which is more like a TV series. Because in a sense, when I sit and I stream them, when I'm watching them on Disney plus, 
when I watch the Infinity Saga, I feel like I'm watching a, a TV series. I really do. That's just me. And I understand the difference between film and TV and it's blurring and streaming and we don't have to get into that whole conversation. But that's how I watch it. I would watch like 45 minutes. It took me like a couple nights, you know, and I actually enjoyed it more that way. And I was able to soak in the characters. And when I think in my head, the thing that WandaVision did, and like you said, that it was so ambitious, the thing that was so ambitious to me is the characterization, the depth, the acting, the the way that they allowed the – I know you had an issue with the first two episodes being a little bit of the same running joke – which I can agree with you there. You know, like I understand the, a lot of people are like, be patient, let them build it. Well, you know what though? We did kind of get the point. They could have given us a, a, a larger first episode. Right. And I think we would have understood the point, but I, I would have been more satisfied, but I don't, I wouldn't give anybody shit yeah. for like in those first two either. There you go. See, and you yeah. can appreciate that. They never had that time before, right? Because they had to get to the next fucking scene in the movie, you know? And they didn't want the movie to be seven hours long, um, which I really wouldn't mind at this point. And this is what I feel like WandaVision was because the effects, the acting, the writing, the direction were all on par with the films. Yeah. I don't really think you could take a clip from WandaVision and a clip from, I don't know, say like you know, Thor dark world and put them next to each other. And you'd go, that's a TV show. That's a film. I don't think so. Yeah. I think you'd look, could say that they're equal. Um, so do you find yourself making that kind of film to TV comparison? Cause I've always wanted them to do more TV. I, 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 I wish that they had this much time that I had cared so much about Wanda and vision, before this but they just li- literally logistically didn't have time i, I think that I, I i wanted to see the television more not just off of like okay we got these movies let's see how television works it was more like once they gave me a taste of kind of what they might entertain doing like so the the, the, the netflix shows the daredevil and jessica jones and and Luke Cage and like I, I feel like a, most of that most of those shows were flawed in in fairly substantial ways but by and large I liked what they were trying to do with those shows so I thought like you know if they could make something uh, if they could get television shows that that are uh, on par with the films like think of how they could just <laughs> could totally yeah. do, start on world domination at yeah, that point. The Netflix one is <laughs> unfortunate because for some dumb reason they decided to give Jeff Loeb the TV department and keep Feige as the head of the film and they didn't let them join. And I yeah, think that that's, weird. that's why you can see the difference between when my mind WandaVision's really the first Marvel TV show. Yeah. You know, because those Netflix, they were, they had different production companies. They came through different editors. Feige didn't have to approve everything. And in many ways, I would not be surprised to find out that they will be considered a multiverse property rather than existing in the main timeline in the future. Cause you know that Disney wants to buy everything back. 
They're bringing everything. Even I just watched New Mutants. Did you check that one out? I didn't, and I wanted to, but like everybody said, it was so bad it's, that it's, it it made me less interested. But it sounded like they it was depicted as like it was gonna be like like a, a, a X Men horror movie kind of deal, and I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. They tried, <laughs> man. You know, they brought in the dude who directed The Fault in Our Stars, so they were trying to make it more emotional and like teen angsty, you know. But really, all it comes off as, and it went through several edits, I understand, is basically like an hour-long Twilight Zone episode. It's only like an hour and 20 minutes long. It's not a, You should check it out. It's not that bad. I caught it the other night. But it's not going to have any connection. And, and like you, I was a huge fan of X-Factor, X-Men, New Mutant. Like, I loved all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, when I was a kid, I would be like, maybe I'm a mutant. Right? You must have thought that too, man. Come on. I never thought maybe Come I'm on. a mutant, but I thought I wish I was. I, I, I always wanted to be I always wanted to be like Wolverine. I, really? I, I, okay. Yeah. Okay. I always I I was I have been I always was and continue to this day to be fascinated by the ability to regenerate. Interesting. Okay. That's always seems so cool to me. That's <laughs> like, cool. I, and then I'm like, oh, they did like I feel like he had his his creation was just so different than everything else. Like it seems like, you know. You had oh Spider Man, he got bit by a spider, and Batman, he lost his parents, and everything seemed kind of like this generic kind of like everybody's origin story seemed kind of similar. Yeah. But the idea of like coding somebody's skeleton and adamantium yes. and like like I'm like what the fuck this guy is so fucking cool. It is, <laughs> so. and, and I I love Wolverine too because like Project X, and it was it's not yeah. only superhero, it's like secret government, secret conspiracy government, yes, shit. exactly, yes. exactly, and that's, that's why, why I like I, it so yeah, much. Yeah, and that's why I liked Winter Soldier and Civil War. I enjoyed. I mean, I just I gained a real appreciation from watching that stuff. But I anyway, I love the mutant stuff. I always wanted to have I would always like since Star Wars was my original like geek love. And I used to sit and meditate like Luke Skywalker. And I'd sit there with my sister and like go like this and just try to move something for like an hour. I still do that. Yeah, man. I've tried to turn off the light using the force. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like within the past couple of weeks, I've tried that. No, it could work, man. I'm like, maybe it just hasn't kicked in yet. (laughs) (laughs) So I was always into, um, like people who could like shoot shit out of their hands and kind of like go whoosh, or teleport. I always love teleporting. Teleporting mm-hmm. has always been like a dream to me that I could throw like a little circle and jump into it. Like who was <laughs> that? That who had those little teleport pl- that's in the new mutants. She had those. She could like kind of do like this with her finger and like create um, like uh, quantum space or something and then step into it. And then go to somewhere else. I don't even know, I I don't even know who's in the new shit. mutants. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bunch. I mean, that's the thing is there's so many, you know, yeah. and and that's that's why it, it's it's enjoyable to watch these shows. I also, as far as like waiting for new people to come up or people to show up, I like the one of the things I liked about Wandavision is that it didn't rely on like the Luke Skywalker moment. Um, I appreciated that the moments of depth came not from a cameo or the hint of what's to come. They save that for the credit sequences. And really, it was more about the relationship that they had together. 
Um, and I, you know, to get back to the film versus TV thing, I'm, I'm really looking forward to Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think that it's going to be a fun return to that actiony buddy yeah. cop kind of cool stuff. It's going to have a little bit less of this LSD tripped out. Oh, wait, <laughs> that's the thing I want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> LSD. Yes. Yeah, let's go. I want to talk about it. I LSD. haven't tried it yet. Really? You've never done LSD? I don't, I don't even know. I, I wouldn't even know how to acquire it oh, okay. I, I i have no well, idea we'll talk about that all that's not that's not a that's not uh, a black that's not a black <laughs> drug <laughs> okay. i don't know about that actually the first person ever gave me lsd was black Oh, so <laughs> half black, half Puerto Rican, my man Thaxton. So that was the first guy who gave me LSD. Um, but I did get mushrooms from a white guy named Micah. That That's the first time I got mushrooms. He was a deadhead. So that totally makes sense, right? Like some Jewish guy who follows around the Grateful Dead and gave me mushrooms in New Jersey. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But um, I am interested in... Before we talk about Falcon Winter Soldier a little bit, I'm interested in the WandaVision stuff, the Doctor Strange, the Ragnarok, because one of the things that I always did appreciate about Marvel is having grown up in Jersey and just even hearing stories going to different comic um, conventions, you know, in Manhattan. Man, I can remember going to like... God, man, let me tell you, dude, it was not like Comic-Con back in the day. I really remember going to like the basement of shitty hotels in New York that I'd make <laughs> bring my dad bring me to. And he'd be like, stay next to me. Those guys look weird. Like, you know, if, <laughs> if they open their jacket, don't look down. <laughs> like he'd say shit like that. To, you know what I'm saying, dude? You know what I mean, man. Um, but those a lot of this stuff we're getting into now and a lot of the Doctor Strange, Eternals, all this shit was written by a bunch of mostly dudes tripping on acid in Manhattan uh, working for Marvel. And I don't know that that's as appreciated in the general public as it should be. Like we, I didn't, I did not know that. Yeah, I mean, it's not surprising it to hear. It's not surprising to hear it, but I did not know that. Yes, there's like there was a book written about it, and there's many articles written about. How the Marvel writers and illustrators and all that and all this Doctor Strange stuff and the and a lot of the Eastern philosophy that they got into was from them being influenced by the drug revolution and then later tripping out on acid and creating all these crazy stories. And when I kind of Ragnarok really brought me into are you a big are you a fan Ragnarok is a bit dis, dis, divisive I found some people love it some people think it was too funny what what's your take on it I I fall in between um, okay I I like Ragnarok as as a as a film in and of itself but I didn't like it as a film within the Thor franchise if that makes sense I feel it like does. Ragnarok Ragnarok was not what I was looking for in my Thor. If Ragnarok was like a Guardians movie, then it, then it, it would it to me it fit more in that vein. And it, I don't dislike Guardians. I mean, I've talked about them earlier, uh, and I don't dislike Thor. But it's like it felt like it felt like too much of a a intersection between my Guardians and my Thor. And I I, I even though the Thor movies are are I think everybody among among the least favorite in the MCU for most people. 
I still kind of go for that style of film. Like I like Greek mythology, mm-hmm. uh, you know, all that kind of shit. I dig that. And Ragnarok didn't, didn't really give me much of that. So yeah. like, I like it as a movie. I don't like it as a, as a Thor, as a, as the third entry in the Thor franchise. I understand because the first two were in a sense, they had those elements and flourishes of costume dramas and period pieces. Whereas mm-hmm. Ragnarok, you're absolutely right. I mean, it was definitely, they took acid and made a Thor movie. It was, it was crazy. It's far and away I mean, the Jeff, best of the three. Jeff like, Goldblum. <laughs> I mean, I love, I was, I, and, and I, and the, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, which I really disliked the second one when I first saw it. And now I watched it again and I was like, this, this is funny as hell. They really. I, ha- are. I have not seen it a second time, and I didn't like it the first time either. I think if and you I have, watch I have it again, revisit it. you might laugh if you you know, smoke a little something, have I, a little I, night. I, pretend, you know? I, I purposely skipped it when I did my. <laughs> I do. I do a marathon. I did a marathon before oh. every Avengers film. Oh, okay. So like I've seen almost every film in the Infinity Saga multiple times, except that one and a couple others. Because by the time Endgame and Infinity War came around. Uh, there was it was just too many films. It was like, you know, this is going over several days. So I got to I got to trim some stuff out. So uh, Guardians 2 always got trimmed out. So <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen it a second time. I mean, I just I do have a great love for Bautista. I think that that dude is funny as hell. I mean, I loved he his is. stupid Amazon movie when he was with a little kid. And I just man, he cracks me up. The part in that movie when he's sitting there um, with the woman who has the antenna. I can't remember her Mantis. name. Yeah, Mantis. And she's so beautiful, too. Like, you can tell if they took that makeup on or off. I mean, hell, I'd do her with the antenna. <laughs> and he's like, he's just like, you are ugly. You are so, you make me want to vomit. <laughs> and it's just, it's terrible. It's like, how did, why did they go there? You know? And then I'm reminded of like James Gunn's crazy tweets and everything. And it just, you come to see the way humor can be portrayed differently. Like, uh, you know, that was very funny. And those, those films, there are a lot of comedy in them. But again, I appreciate the, uh, psychedelic nature of them. And I'm very much looking for Dr. Strange too. And I never appreciated that as much, um, with the comic books. I like the art. My friend Lou is a, is a great artist and he loved, that was his favorite kind of art that they did for the Dr. Strange books and all those kind of weird multiverse eternal books. Um, I never really appreciated them, but I am very much looking forward to, and I love the way WandaVision set that up with her hearing her children's voices. Obviously, she has to create or find the multiverse in which those children exist, right? Mm -hmm. Because they do. And just like I love the way Vision had to use white Vision to get out, right? He, Mm -hmm. by putting his own memories, it was like a Westworld shit. He downloaded himself into him, into, and he became him and he got out. I thought that that stuff was really fantastic. And, and I'm much more excited and look forward to talking about and watching and seeing with my son too. These new films that they have coming out, um, the Spider-Man films too. I forgot that the end of far from home that Jonah 
J. Jonah Jameson, whatever, pops up and exposes him and tells everybody he's Peter Parker. You know, they, and that they, was the first time they 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 introduced someone from the other universe because because he he played him in uh in the Sony version. Yeah. The, the Toby Maguire versions, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. It, it so made, like that was cool. Yes. It was very, very cool stuff that I'm looking forward to. But I know I don't have you for much longer. Before we go, what are you looking forward to most? I know you're going to be covering Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually contemplating doing the same. I don't know. My kid's going back to school. I might jump in. You know, maybe maybe something I'll talk to you about because I'm interested in kind of living this on the week to week. I love WandaVision. But what are you looking forward to? And how do you think that this is going to tie into where we're headed with the MCU? Oh, that, that's a loaded question. The second one. But um, what I'm looking forward to the most is is it, I, I'm looking forward to all of these television shows. Because I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with these, you know, lesser known characters that they don't necessarily want to have them in like a in a big film or or being an Avenger. But there's such good con- great content and so such great stories to tell. So I'm looking forward to like almost like when Disney did that that one night where they announced everything they're doing for the next fifty years. Yeah, like uh, like almost <laughs> everything they announced was aw- awesome sounding to me. Yeah, I'm like I want to see all that shit. So I'm like I'm really looking forward to the television shows. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Doctor Strange sequel. Really looking forward to Spider-Man, the third Spider-Man. Uh, and then I'm looking forward to kind of like what what new ones they're going to introduce. Like I, I'm I'm excited to see what they're going to do with the Eternals and, and, and Shang-Chi and, and and the they they've cast those films pretty well. Uh, and then I'm looking forward to the uh, the blade with Mahershala Ali. I don't. Oh my I, God, I forgot about I, that. Yeah, that, that one. Yeah. That one really stuck with me. Like, wow, I'm curious because that's one where there's not there's not too many people that have complaints about the Wesley Snipes version. So they and then they still said we want to do this again, and I'm like, wow, what? Uh, how they plan on improving upon the Wesley Snipes shit? Like, oh, you've got you got to think <laughs> that he's gonna that he like he's Wesley Snipes' son, or I don't know that how the age where they have to. That's why I think this multiverse thing is so great because they literally can bring in any shit that was ever made that's in any way connected mm-hmm. and kind of use that story, which is what the comics do, which is what soap operas do, which is – and I think that's cool. But I want to ask you, what, how about – how does Falcon Winter Soldier play into this? Do you, what is this, this going to be about? Are they trying to figure out who's going to be Captain America or who's the leader of the team or that's kind of what I feel like is going to happen. But I feel like it's ultimately at least just guessing that it is kind of meant to be almost kind of like a buddy cop television show because that was the vibe they started to have in those. I'd say probably in like starting from like Winter Soldier on they kind of gave them this this playful kind of like jab at one another, but they're really cool kind of deal. But I do think that ultimately, like probably like by the end of, I think it's only six episodes, but I think ultimately it is going to play into, into Sam probably stepping into that Captain America role as opposed to the Falcon role. But um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one, just like you said, because it feels like it's going to be kind of like a return to form. And that's not to say that I, I don't think anybody's upset with uh, what they did with WandaVision, but, you know, a return to to fun action, uh comedy uh but on a on a keeping the scale of the films but on something that's more digestible week to week so yeah. like i'm i'm excited to see i'm i'm really excited for this one like I, the, that one in the loki series are 
there's there's a lot of a lot of room for Marvel to do some really cool shit with those two. Definitely Loki, which actually debuts on my birthday, June 11th. That's June, a lot. That's June, a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, oh, and 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 one last thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to um, how they do villains because, like, like you you have a lot of uh, 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 comic properties, and, and, and that's that's a big knock on a lot of the MCU films was that the villains were not compelling or the like, you know, it's like when you get your Killmongers or your Thanos and people are like, yeah, oh, these are awesome. But like, there's like 23 films and a lot of people didn't like the villains in those, but I'm like with buying the Fox properties and and whatnot, like I'm I'm really excited to see what villains they introduce because now they're going to be able, they're going to be able to introduce uh, you, you know, Doctor Doom or like Galactus or something like, yes, how, uh, like that's yeah. one of my things that I'm thinking about is like, how are they? Because they gotta try it at some point, right? How are you gonna bring Galactus into live action? Like, like that is an exciting thought to me. So, like, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with uh, uh, some of the more well known Marvel villains. Yeah, and they've laid some foundation for that, like. I didn't even pick up on nowhere in Guardians how that is basically the huge head of one of the um what 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 not I think it maybe it was the Eternals or it's like it's basically they're mining the brain matter of a creature that has the head the size of a planet. Yeah, you got to go back and pick up on this shit, man. They laid Where, a, where they, is it? Where'd you pick that up? Is that in, is that in what, Infinity War? No, that's in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That's what nowhere oh. is. That's, <laughs> that's where the collector, <laughs> yeah, that's where the collector lives or maybe it's in one or two, but that's where the collector lives and that's like in the huge head of one of these creatures. And I think that that trippy stuff was bothering me a little bit. But the way, like you said, I trust them, the way they're able to meld tones, like it is kind of when you think about a Guardians of the Galaxy movie and then you think about like Civil War, those are two very different types of films to be able to tonally have them join together is really awesome. And that's what I'm looking for in Falcon and Winter Soldier. It, will there be any multiverse sorcery type of crossover stuff or is it going to be straight up action? I want to see how they can tonally mix those because they did a great job in WandaVision of doing some of the um, introducing sword and, it, you know, a little bit of that intrigue conspiracy shit, which mm-hmm. I do enjoy. But hey, listen, I think you got to get going. Um, yes. yeah. I want to thank you for coming on. This was just kind of. Uh, I appreciate you just like chatting with me about the MCU because like I said, I think that on this feed, we're going to get more of it. Um, I actually might put this up on, I'm thinking of turning the kind of Westworld theory cast feed into like a all inclusive sci-fi Marvel crazy, mm-hmm. crazy feed. Um, yeah, so this might- talking about dark and all kinds of shit like Ooh. that. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Oh man. As soon as you say that, I hear the theme song in my head. <laughs> Hold on tight. Don't be afraid. <laughs> All right, Mike, tell us where we can find you and anything else you want to say before we go. All right. Uh, so you can find me, uh, One Mike Podcast. That's on anywhere you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, you can find me. You have to search One Mike on YouTube. I, I don't have enough uh, followers to be able to get a, 
a, a unique URL. So Shoot. it's not like youtube.com slash one mic. You can have to search it, but it's there. Um, and, and obviously you can find a, 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 if you go into the daily DBR Facebook group, you'll probably find one of my videos you can link to as well. And then um, I do two other podcasts. What up though podcast I've been doing for about six, seven years with my friend Otis. Um, and then I also started, well, I didn't start it, but I, uh, me and a few others started, uh, a new podcast called garbage opinions, where it's kind of like a debate podcast. We get a topic, we, we get sides and we kind of like jokingly argue, argue about these topics. Um, you can find that on Twitter at a garbage, a garbage podcast and, uh, garbage opinions on, uh, Apple podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. Stitcher wherever all your favorite <laughs> <Yes>. podcast apps <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah dj yeah. tim hines is on that with you too man yes Shout yes out. dj's dj's on it yeah we give dj if you if you if you like uh hearing dj get uh shitted on you you'll love it <laughs> we, we treat we, we treat dj tim hines like shit on this show man i'm telling you <laughs> well, he takes it great he takes it great though dude. but man we treat him like shit we treat him like shit he's from strong <laughs> island he can take it dude yeah, it's not yeah. a big deal for him. Um, well, thank you so much for being on. Thank you, everyone, for listening, downloading, watching this here video. Much appreciated. Um, you can check us out, of course, at DVRpodcast.com, Patreon.com slash DVR. Thanks, all the patrons. Heath and I are still doing Mindhunter. Uh, it's coming out on the Patreon soon. And check us out our other podcast. Two not so rad dads, where we talk about being a dad. One of these days, we'll have to have you on the dad podcast. Yeah, man. boy, do I have some stories there? Yeah, that'll be fun. All right. Well, thanks again for listening, everybody. Peace. See ya. Today's show is sponsored by our presenting sponsor, cufflinks.com. The men's accessories marketplace. Head on over to cufflinks.com slash DVR today and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order. They've got tons of stuff over there, whether it's gift set boxes. They've got Marvel ones. I'm looking at right now, Captain America shields, baby. They have style from a galaxy far, far away. Star Wars, Game of Thrones, any of the geeky stuff, and of course, the classic styles that you've grown to love. And you, the listener, will be rewarded because we're going to be doing some giveaways this season. So stay tuned. Go over to cufflinks.com slash DVR today. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.